Hello, we want to thank you for joining us on our Heights Baptist podcast. It's here at the podcast that uh, you're going to find episodes like this, or, which are just designed to come alongside of you and help you take your next step of faith, no matter what that is. You know, our mission of our church is to love and to lead all people uh, to a new life with Christ. And so I'm joined again today uh, by my co-host and colleague and friend and music uh, extraordinaire, the player of all instruments. It <laughs> seems of like some instruments. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one man band, how about just put it that way? Yeah. Uh, pastor Matt Hogan, who is our worship uh, pastor and media pastor here at Heights. And this is episode two of a two parter mm-hmm. um, that we had the first episode that we encourage you uh, to maybe go back and listen to if you haven't yet and watch is how to process grief uh, within yourself and how to how to kind of do that. And in this uh, episode, Matt, what are we going to focus on? Well, we're going to be looking at sort of the other side of the same question. It's going to be, how can we help others right. who are grieving? Yeah. You know, we, as a, as a church, we've been walking through a very hard season where we have done a, a lot of uh, funerals and memorial services. We've had several um, of our members that have gone to be with the Lord recently. It's the last several weeks we've had um, several funerals. And yeah. so it, this is, we thought this might be something kind of timely right? because we've got members of our, of our church family that are walking through grief right now. And we've got members of our church family who are going to be walking alongside those um, who are dealing with grief right now. Yes. Yeah. And that's a good point. And then folks in our community, right? obviously that, you know, whether that person has a friend or other family members or things. So I think, you know, when we, when we talk about trouble, times of grief, you know, uh, Job says in the book of Job, you know, all man's system, you know, destined for trouble as the sparks fly upward. You know, we're all going to have it. We're all going to experience grief. And, and, we're, and we're using grief in the sense of uh, applying right now to, to a family member maybe passing away or a friend passing away. But uh, we didn't do this last episode. It just came to my mind. Uh, we may want to recognize there's more kinds of grief. You right. Know, you, you've lost a job, um, you know, a situation, family situation changed. You know, in the special needs community, we talk about when you get a diagnosis for your child, that's a period of grief, you know. So, so let's put grief in that category of some type of loss that really has affected you or impacted you. And so I think everything we said previous episode, even though we didn't define it out like I just did, still applies. <laughs> yeah. And then this episode, we want to talk about how to, how to maybe help our friends, our family members, our church members out and just how to process uh, this kind of grief. So where do you start? What do you think? So in the book of Job, Mm -hmm. at the beginning of that, um, there's a period where Job's three friends come to comfort him. Right. And and they're they're with him and they don't say a word for a week. Yeah. (laughs) And then they start talking and then all the trouble happens. Right. Right. And so so recognizing a principle in there, I think, is what I call practicing the ministry of presence. Mm -hmm. In other words, be there physically for your friend, for your loved one. Right. Don't worry as much about what you need to say. Yeah. Sometimes you need to show up. Right. You know, groceries, dinner, help with laundry, help pick up kids. Yeah. Um, we talked last week about how when somebody is dealing with grief, they may be kind of really overwhelmed by logistics. Yeah. Because there's a lot of decisions that need to be made right. and there, there's a lot of paperwork. And there, I mean, there might be 
there might be investigations or auto. I mean, there's all sorts of things that can be going on. And, and so that person may be kind of really swamped, especially in the beginning. Yeah. And so being able to come alongside that person and help with just some daily stuff is very helpful. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, take them to a movie, go do something with them, be there, you know, and, and I think that's, that's a good word. And, and there's, you know, how do you know when to be there? How do you not know when to be there? I, I don't have a great answer on that one. You know, I, I know right. Cause we, one of the things that happens when people are grieving is they do need some space. They right. may need some time to process. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess the, the way you would answer that is it's, it's just a matter of discernment. Right. I think so. What do you know about the person? Right. You know, yeah. what are you seeing? Yeah. You know, what are you hearing in their voice? What yeah. are you seeing in their body language? Right. And not get offended if you go, hey, let's go to a movie. No, I don't want to tonight. Okay. Okay. I'll ask you maybe in a couple of weeks or in a couple of nights. Like don't, as the one who's trying to help, don't get offended if at first they're pushing back on that. Right. Because they may be, you know, when you talk about the five stages of grief, they, they may be hitting anger right now. And, yeah. you know, well, uh, and, we you, talked last week about how one of the thing, one of the ways that kind of people react to grief is to kind of lash out. Right. And so then I th would say also just measure that person a lot of grace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know if they say something angry or hurtful, know that that's coming from a place of pain. Right. And just. Cons just just consider that yeah. and and check back in on them later. Sure, yeah, because you know people people grieve differently, and sometimes that is something folks do is they'll lash out when they may not be a person who normally lashes out. Right. You know, and, and so one thing I try to do in practicing the ministry of presence is listen, just listen, ask questions. You know, ask maybe open-ended questions. Uh, just let them talk. You know, mm -hmm. so take them out to dinner and just. Just let them talk and, and give them the freedom to, to talk. Give them the, the okay. This, this is okay. If you, need to, if you need to get angry or you need to say some things, like, that's okay. I can sit and listen, you know. <laughs> I could do that well. I mean, you know, but I just think, you know, like Job's friends, the more they started talking is where it went sideways on right. them. You know, it was just that early day if they were there, maybe helping out with the food or something. You know, I know the text doesn't say or cut the lawn. Did they have lawns there to cut or was this, this more desert climate? So I don't, I don't think no idea. Rake the sand. I don't know what they did, but <laughs> whatever yard work, they maybe it picked it up for Job at that point, you know? Uh, so good. So practicing the ministry of presence would be another one. You mentioned something uh, just then, and we, we talked about it last episode quite a bit is when you have a loss, there's so many, if a family member, you know, has passed away or so many decisions kind of as the survivor, um, that, that you got to make. And I, I'm always just so floored by the amount of decisions that, that take place. And I, and this was in Maryland. I was working with the funeral home, helping a family through a, a loss. And, and it's the only funeral home I've ever seen do it. And so if there's others out there that do, I'm not putting them, you know, my bad. I, but I've only seen it once. They literally had like a little trapper keeper notebook for the, for the wife. Her husband had passed away. And I mean, it was tabbed out and they were like, here's all the forms you're going to need. You know, here's who you contact. Here's the timelines. I mean, it was amazing. And they were just kind of like, here you, you know, here you go because walk there, you through that. Yeah, process. there are so many things to do in that. And and so that really triggers a lot of times decision fatigue. Right. You know, like the you're having to make so many decisions, the basic ones just 
wear you out. Like, what am I going to eat for dinner? <laughs> you know, I've already made a hundred decisions and now I got to eat. So how do you help somebody in that you think in a practical way? Um, I, I call this being proactive, mm -hmm. but basically, so what a lot of times we want to say when we have a friend or a loved one that's walking through grief is, is there anything I can do? Right. The problem is when you, when you phrase it in the form of a question like that, that gives them one more decision they need to right. make. And they're, they're hurting, they're vulnerable, they, they may don't, they don't wanna be a burden. Yeah. And so that their, their first reaction is always gonna be, no, that's okay, I'm fine. Yeah. When they're really not fine. Right. You know? And so what you do, and, and this is something that uh, members of, of our church did for us when, we, um, when, we, when, uh, when Nancy Ann passed away a couple of weeks ago, um, I'm bringing dinner to your house. What time do you want it to be there? Yeah, yeah, right. You know, that was such a, when you, when you instead of saying, is there anything I can do to help? Yeah. You say, I'm, sh I'm showing up. Right. Um, what time can I be there? I'm going to help do laundry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like depending on your relationship with the person, right, of right. course. But I mean, when you, when you phrase it like that, mm -hmm. that takes some of the pressure off of the person who's making those decisions. And it also just kind of, it, it also kind of, puts them in a place where, where you're, you're going to come help yeah. rather than them saying, no, 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 that's okay. I've got it. Right. You, there you say, no, no, no. You know, and, and uh, you and Sandra did that for us and during that season. And we had um, other people in the church that did the same thing. We're bringing you dinner. What time do you want to eat? Right. Right. Yeah. That was incredibly helpful and yeah. very, you know, and very much appreciated. Yeah. Text me your order. It'll be there at five thirty. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's something we've learned over the years. I think, uh, Sandra's the pro at it. And, you know, she, she gives me the marching orders really. Um, which is probably no surprise if somebody knows us for more than five minutes. Um, but you know, cause I need the marching orders. Um, it is, she's written a lot on that, you know, because as, as helping families with special needs, uh, there's a lot of grief at times. Yeah. And, and that's something we've discovered even personally in our own lives as we've dealt with grief at times is you just, you, you just can't make the basic decisions and you need somebody to come in and go, hey, I, you know, I'm gonna come over and fold laundry or mow your grass or, and it's super helpful, you know, cause it, it does, it frees up that, that area for your mind to make that decision you need to make that's, that's bigger than dinner, but you still need to eat dinner. You know, and we talked about that last time of that's, you still need to eat and sleep and, and do those things. So I, I remember, um, the last time that I was in the hospital, um, I, a couple of years ago, I had a medical emergency and was really sick and was in the hospital for several days. And a good friend of mine called me and said, is there anything I can do? And yeah. I was like, come to think of it. I, I was in the middle of having a struggle with our insurance okay. because of the tree was too close to the roof. Oh, wow. And in that moment, in that hospital bed, that's like all I could think about <laughs> yeah. was that I was in the middle of having yeah. this fight with homeowners insurance. And I was like, is there any way you yeah. could get somebody to come over and yeah. trim that tree real quick right. so that we could put this behind us? And she did. And it was incredible. Oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah. It's, it's little things sometimes are like, you know, they're big. It was probably a 15 minute job. Yeah. But that yeah. 15 minute job gave me so much peace of mind laying in that hospital bed. Right. You right. Know, as I was dealing with all of that. Yeah. No, that's good. That's, that's uh, those little things, even though you, we may think as the person helping, oh, that's just going over and trimming a tree. It's, it's huge it's for the person huge. you're helping. So yeah. uh, those little acts go a long, long way. So that's good. So let's, 
Another way I think to help somebody out, and we, we kind of talked about this before we turned the camera on, is, is what do you say? What do you not say? You know, I mean, because, yes, you need to practice a ministry of presence, um, but you don't want to be weird and awkward and never talk to the person while you're there. Right, <laughs> yeah. But we want to be careful on things that we say and not say. So how do we, what do you think walk in a line there, a little balance of, what's appropriate, not appropriate, you know? Um, don't be afraid to not have answers. Yeah. Depending on where this person is in the grieving process. Cause right. they, early on, uh, when, when, a, when, a, when a tragedy first happens, you know, when they're first experiencing a loss, they may be kind of numb. They may be kind of in shock. There might not be a lot of questions. Yeah. Or, or there may be so many questions as they're making arrangements that there's not time to say, why did this happen? Why did God do this? Ask those kinds of hard life questions. Right. But those questions will come. Yeah. And when they come, it's okay to not have good answers. Yeah. You know, it, I would say it's okay. Be comfortable if there's silence. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're spending time with her, it, it's okay if the TV's on. Yeah. It's okay to talk about, you know, mundane life stuff, routine stuff. That's yeah. okay too. Yeah. And it's okay to just say, I'm so sorry. Right. Yeah. You know, and don't, don't feel like, or, or don't be afraid that you're going to get asked a question, you know, about the sovereignty of God and how, and how that relates to human suffering and the rea the, the reality of living in a sinful fallen world. Right. The, those questions are going to come. Yeah. And when they come, it's okay to say, I don't know, Yeah. but I'm so sorry. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think to, uh, in those moments, gently also pivot to the gospel. Right. You know, um, I've had those conversations with friends and family members and church members of, you know, why did this happen? Why? I, I can't answer why, you know, but, but uh, I can tell you what I know. Like, I can tell you the promise of God's word, John three sixteen. I mean, you can simply share that. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And if the person was a believer, you know, I, I can't ask or answer, you know, why did they get sick in this way and pass away at such a young age? But, you know, your, your dad was a believer in Jesus. And what I can tell you right now is what I know. This is what the Bible says. And so, you know, I can't answer that question specifically uh, but let me give you some hope right now. It's usually the way I try to phrase it. I want you to have hope. You know, while you're, while you're wrestling with that question, here, here's some hope to have. And, and so to try, to try to figure out a way to do what we're called to do and instill hope in people, um, because there are going to be some questions like that. We, we just don't know the, the answer to that we're going to get asked. You know, um, be careful, I think, there are, there are ways to maybe gently correct some, some theology that might not be always biblical, uh -huh. you know. Um, I know one of the sayings is maybe, you know, heaven gained another angel. Right. You know, now, listen, if that's the first thing the person has said right after finding out their loved one has passed away, 
that's a bum move on your part to go, well, no, that's biblically incorrect. I mean, like you, right. you, you got to wade into that real easily and carefully. Yeah. That may be a conversation down the road mm-hmm. um, that you may, if they circle back to it, a, you know, a while back, like, well, you know what? Hey, like the Bible doesn't really say they become an angel, but you know what it does say about heaven? <laughs> you know, man, heaven's glorious. Heaven's this, heaven's that, you know? Yeah, they're experiencing this in heaven today. And so I, I know that a lot of folks kind of hold on to to the hope. Well, they, they've become an angel. And actually, they've become something way better, a, a right. perfect worshiper of Jesus in heaven. Uh, but I'm not having that conversation like as we're planning out the funeral. Right. You know, no, 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 yeah. no. You, you, know. Have to, you have to know when it's appropriate right. to kind of yeah. have a, that yeah. conversation. And, yeah. and immediately after somebody's experienced the loss is not the, the right time. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not the right time. But again, try, if you have to have that conversation, try to Try to give them hope, like, again, like, yeah, but think of what they're seeing in heaven today and experiencing in heaven and how they're worshiping the Lord. And, and so I know there's going to be times for that person where some, it's just kind of some bad theology is going to come out. And be very sensitive to, to how you help them through that and kind of, you know, take time on that. Don't feel like you've got to correct it right away type right. thing. Yeah. You know, so um, that's good. Because again, grief is a process. Right. This is going to be something that they're going to be walking through for a while. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's another thing I think for us to kind of think about in terms of uh, how we're helping people walk through grief is to remember that. Last week we talked about um, how it's grief is often not linear. Yeah. It's not something that has a, 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 a a definite start and a definite end. It kind of comes in waves and kind of right. comes in cycles. So what that means and, and what, what often is going to happen is there's going to be a lot of, they're going to be surrounded by family and friends. Um, when, when, you know, when the, when the loss first happens Yeah. and then what's going to happen is everybody else is going to sort of, the life is going to go back to normal. Right. You know? And so, all of those people that were on hand those first few days or maybe those first couple of weeks, yeah. they've kind of gone back to kind of right. their regular lives and yeah. business is normal and whatever your rhythm is. Yeah. And, and this person is going to be walking on this journey for a while. Right. And so one of the things that I think is important for us to remember is to kind of check in on the person several weeks out. Right. You know, yeah. you might want to, maybe you make a, a, a notation in your calendar, you know, Send that person a text or pick up the phone and talk to them yeah. a month, two months out. Right. Hey, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Maybe that's a good time for the movie invite. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and another thing to kind of be aware of just knowing that they're going to be in this process for a while is to kind of be aware of important dates. Mm-hmm. So uh, especially if it's a person who's, who's, who's passed. Yeah. Their birthday. Right. Anniversary. Yeah. And then any holidays that are going to be the first mm-hmm. time that they're having holidays without that person present. Yeah. You know, so for, you know, for an example, um, uh, my uh, mother-in-law went to be with the Lord, mm-hmm. um, a few, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know, and so I've got a, a couple of dates on my calendar. Right. One of those dates I have on my calendar is her birthday. Yeah. Because I know that's going to be a hard day. Right. It's going to be a hard day for my wife. It's going to be a hard day for my kids. Yeah. It's going to be a hard day for, for the rest of her family. Right. Right. You know, so days like that, I know Thanksgiving is going to be hard this year. Mm-hmm. I know Christmas is going to be hard this yeah. year. And so yeah. again, planning ahead of time to measure extra grace. Right. There might be some tempers that flare when family gets together. Yeah. Maybe more than we're used to. Right. Or maybe you know, you know, there might yeah. be some 
there might be some thing, you know, somebody might get snippy, you know, it, everybody's going to be dealing with the fact that we're getting together for a meal yeah. and grandma's not here. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so kind of preparing for that, preparing for, you know, some of those important dates, you know, your, uh, your eye calendar or Google calendar is a great tool to use right. when you're helping somebody who's walking through that process. Yeah, no, that's good. I've, uh, usually on Christmas Eve, I've not done this perfectly every Christmas Eve, but there are Christmas Eves in the past uh, that I've said, hey, Sandra, I need to make a few phone calls. And it's sometimes to some of the widows in our church or widowers who, for the first time, this is their first Christmas, you know, and I've, I've done that over the, the past. And some are like, I, I, I can't believe you called me on Christmas Eve. And I was like, you know, just, just thinking about you. How are you doing? You know, and uh, watch, for, watch for Facebook memories. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, uh, I, I tried to phrase that. I didn't want to be like stalk Facebook, you know, but your friend may post on Facebook the memory of somebody's the anniversary of the passing or their wedding anniversary, or uh, we see those sometimes. And I know it's easy to kind of click the heart button or, you know, what is it, the care button now? We have the emoticon with the guy holding the heart or, you know, but take an extra step, write him a note, shoot him a text, give him a call. You know, just, hey, think about your day. How are you doing? Uh, just taking that extra step, but just reminding them that you're there, you know, and that is a good way to serve others even months down the road. It's, I'm still here, still, you know, with that. And, and so that's good. Any final words on kind of ways we can help people through grief? I think I would just say, uh, like we talked about, just constantly leading them to the gospel. Yeah. You know, the ultimate answer to the, the brokenness and the sadness that we encounter in this world is Jesus. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to the gospel, as Paul said, so <laughs> let it end on that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I hope that you've found these really two episodes uh, helpful because we do recognize right now we, we, are, a, we are a culture that's hurting. Uh, and so what we want to try to do is just help you uh, maybe where you are in a, a grief uh, cycle or uh, help equip you to help someone else. And so we'd love to hear from you if you've got any uh, questions. Uh, certainly you can comment on our post here or, or email our Facebook page or contact us at the church. We'd love to come alongside of you and, and help you in any way that we possibly can. We meet here on Sunday mornings in person at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. So if you are in our area, uh, we would love to have you. If you're not in our area or just not able to come at this moment, we'd love to join you virtually. Uh, we'll be in our space here on YouTube page and Facebook page at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sundays as well. Uh, so thank you as always for clicking that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on our digital content uh, or sharing this post with a friend uh, because our desire is just to love and lead all people to a new life with Christ. And so until we see each other again next time, uh, God bless and I hope you have a great week.